Autobots, roll out! End of line. Sounds pretty heavy. Wait, has nothing to do with it. I am the Night Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm Batman. Hey, welcome back, geeks. It has been a, a while. It's been a while. Uh, welcome to Vintage Geeks. I'm one of your co-hosts, David. I'm Joe. Yeah, it's been like a month. Yeah. Right, right before yeah. Christmas. It was Well, we did what? We did Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so it was like the 21st. Yeah. Yeah, so we, almost a month. Yeah, we did Rise of Skywalker. There's no, There was no controversy after that. Everybody loves a movie, and we can go on. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. What a shit show, man. I... Whatever. I Like I said, I... I'm so over the fucking Star Wars hate and what people think they know and need to know about the universe and how it should fucking take these movies for what they are, man. Like, oh my god, the level of hate that people have, have found for just pissing on the way people think and and what people like is ridiculous. I'm I'm fucking over it. And well, like, David, don't don't you? Well, you you know you and me, we don't have our official certificate of how the force works. That you yeah. know, we are. Well, we, and, and we can talk about it. That, one of the things that I I even noticed because I I've been binging through Clone Wars and and uh, Rebels on Disney plus because like I'm getting ready for the new Clone Wars uh, series coming out soon. And I'm like, even, even the Clone Wars didn't really know how the force worked and always kind of reinvented shit. And then rebels did the same fucking thing. Like there were no fucking inquisitors that we knew of before rebels. There, there was never anything of other, force users except in the extended universe oh you're was, oh yeah you're exactly right yeah never even thought about that you know, Inquis- yeah inquisitors like, what that's never been mentioned before right and, and i'm talking straight movies because yeah. like in in the extended universe there obviously were other force users and there were you know the, the emperor had kind of uh, assembled basically what the inquisitors were but not really like it was kind of brainwashed and 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 um, clones and shit like that. Like they it, they weren't they weren't natural born Jedi. They were they were basically somehow imbued with the powers and shit like that. So it was like I I unless you were extended universe knowledgeable, you had no fucking idea that outside of mention of the prequel uh, the fact that there was jedi the only thing that you knew was there was palpatine vader luke 
Ben, Yoda left. That could use the Force. And apparently, there are motherfuckers all over the universe fucking in Rebels that have Force powers. So, Mm -hmm. like, I, I just don't get why people think they know the universe and and this is how shit works because this is a fluid universe at this point you have to expand on it you have to grow it you can't think that this shit has to be one way and it can't veer from that at all because then you're just kind of pigeonholing yourself for a larger universe and disney's not gonna fucking do that i mean obviously you've seen it with mandalorian they're not gonna fucking you know, just stick to the norms. You're you're gonna have to branch out and do different shit if you want people to to follow in your universe. I love it. I got fucking sick of it. I know we had this conversation. You and I both were like, "Oh my god, I'm fucking done." Like I couldn't even listen to reviews of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was I was was I listened to something and they were they were bitching about at the end. And they were like, well, so, uh, so she's dead. Uh, and then he brings her back t- to life. Well, but why is he dead? I'm like, because she was dead. He gave his whole life force to her. He wasn't trying yeah. to heal her like w- with a cut. He literally gave his life and transferred all of his, and, and because of this, you know, of their special relationship with them in the force, you know, that's, that's why they can do these things. That's the whole, that's the whole point of it, you know, and that's and and, you know, with her heritage, with having, you know, light and dark in her, she's like the ultimate balance. That's why she can do shit. That's why, you know, if you think about, think about episode four, you could, you could bitch about, Oh, what Luke can all of a sudden, uh, expertly fly an X wing and, and yeah. dogfight when all he was did stuff on a backwoods, you know, backwater planet of Tatooine. <laughs> I mean, you could you could literally if if you there there was a there was a meme or something saying like if Episode Four was released today, I think we I think I posted that on our page of what people yeah. would say to it, and that's it is a hundred percent true, one hundred percent true. So, but uh, for for people saying it's like the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And uh, you got this uh, 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 rotten, t- rotten tomatoes. Um, uh, what do I want to like conspiracy theories? It's like Jesus. Yeah. Let's let's just bring it back a little bit here. You know, okay, you didn't like it. That's fine. But you know, to be like I'm on my high horse and I am the arbiter of 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 the force and and about uh, how light speed and how this and how that. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, yeah. it's it's like, if, and if you love the last movie so much, you had a fucking slow speed chase for the whole movie. Why would <laughs> why couldn't they just light speed in front of them and kill them? Like you literally, right. you literally had it was even a slower chase than the white Bronco from OJ. You know, it was right. in space. And then in yeah. the earlier in the movie, you had bombs being dropped in space. Like right. how do bombs drop in zero zero G? Okay. It's like, yep. oh my god! So, I I know, man. It, it was it was amazing to me how I, I don't I just don't get the fandom anymore. Like, 
I the it seemed like the people who loved Return of the Jedi felt so fucking slighted, and it was a big fuck you to Ryan Johnson, which I don't think it was a big fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I think JJ wrapped on some shit, but I think he had to, I especially with the story that you're going. I, I think, I think had Ryan Johnson known that the trilogy was going to end, I do not think that you would have had the Last Jedi be the way it was. Yeah, I, I, I really think that it would have been a more cohesive storyline all the way through. I think JJ had to do some real fucking last second. We got to cram a bunch of shit in here to make, make up for the fact that this is ending the saga. Like this is ending yeah, the and, Skywalker. Yeah, story. And I, th- and I think, I think some of what happened in this movie and what happened to him is similar to what happened with justice league where you had mm-hmm. a bunch of other forces of dictating what they wanted in the movie based on the last movie, based yeah. on the reaction of the last movie. And I'll bet you there's a lot of good stuff on the cutting room floor. So that's why, oh, you, already ha- that's why you already have the JJ cut. I'm like, oh, no, it's starting again. I know. It, well, it's funny because, like, I I saw you posted it, the, the Colin Trevorrow script leak and everything and what could have been. And I'm like, I didn't give it a chance because really, yeah, it is what could have been. But this is also if the fucking Skywalker saga wasn't going to end. It's not. This is pure fantasy of all the Skywalker saga is going to continue after these three movies. And we're going to keep going with it. And we're going to keep, you know, we're going to do this and that. Then that script makes sense. Dropping that script makes sense. But this was, uh, you know, a mid production, like not mid production, but like mid film deal. So like where the last Jedi is like, okay, so we've opened up the universe and we can do this and, and we can use these, we're going to put in place these legacy characters and we're going to focus on them. And then it's like, well, none of the legacy characters really kind of want to stay around after the trilogy. So we're kind of screwed. So let's close the whole fucking thing down and just write a story to fucking end it all. And then we can expand the universe and do whatever we want. Like how the fuck are you supposed to write that? Like, really? Like, you know, I, I get people having beefs with this and that and shit and feeling rushed and, and not wanting it to go the right way. But, you got to realize that the shit that they were under, the the amount of pressure that they were under to, to get fans who hated the last Jedi back onto the star Wars bandwagon, and then have people who watch this film, not feel like, well, you just kind of shit all over the last Jedi. Like, I I don't fucking get it. This was a no win situation. Well, and that's why, that's why I said, that's why I said in our last show that they really need a, a Kevin Feige for Star for Star Wars. They need someone yeah. to to set to to oversee the universe, set the direction, uh, who knows what the fuck he's doing, he or she, and go from there. Versus, you know, your play reactionary based on how a movie is received. I mean, they didn't. I mean, Marvel MCU didn't do that. Based, you know, like you know, Thor well, Dark. That's you know. not true. That they did. Kind of self-correct, but they did it with Kevin Feige kind of leading the way where it was it, it was smart corrections. It was like taking the bad things, like the forced 
connections to other movies. So like Age of Ultron, when you like you're you have both the TV like this is before Feige was on his own. So it was like still you still had the dude who fucking had TV and Feige both kind of running Marvel and, and the direction. And people were just like, okay, stop cramming so much in there and don't make it so funny. And when Feige got solo control, it was he made the smart decisions. It's less of the constant humor. It, it, you know, the humor makes sense. It's placed strategically throughout the movie. It makes sense for the characters. And then you're not cramming future movie plots throughout the story of each movie. You're, you're more focused on the movie that you're yeah. doing. And so I think Feige at least did it right. He learned from the criticisms and was like, okay, so let's, we don't need to make a joke every five seconds. We don't need to be cater to every nine year old kid who's going to want a ticket. We can make this smart. We can make it funny and, and still entertaining for everyone. So I, I do think you need someone like Feige who can take those beats and learn from them and be like, okay, this is how we're going to go forward with the universe. Not a president like Kathleen Kennedy who's like, okay, we're going to base our next movie solely on the reaction of this movie. And, and the fact that once you do that, you're not pleasing everyone again. And then it just becomes, oh, they're doing fan service. This, this isn't really what I wanted. Even though this is exactly what I bitched about wanting for from the last movie. So, you know, it, you need someone who can weave a story, not weave audiences. Oh, yeah. All right. No more. No more. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It, it, I, I got... I get so sick of talking about it. So, the, the, David, like the, the the more important question I wanted to ask you is: if you go into a bathroom, okay, a man's yes. bathroom, okay, I stand two stand up urinals next to each other, right? Yeah. So, and guy next to you, he finishes first, and he just leaves the bathroom. Like, shouldn't you? Like even feign, like you wash your hands, like even if you just turn the water on and yes. grab it. I mean, just to go right from zipping up the junk to pushing your fucking hand on the door. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's what I thought. I'm like, just dude, just give give me a little, <laughs> just give me just just pretend like you give a shit about hygiene. You know, just right. hit the water on, grab a towel. Immediately throw it. Immediately throw it in the garbage, and you didn't do anything. But you know you've acted like you did something. Because then, then I gotta leave, and I gotta like elbow the door out after I wash myself. Right. You know what I mean? It's like disgusting. Yeah. Like uh, or use the use a towel that you used to dry your hands with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just just bathroom. Just a little something. Just a little something I noticed. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the other thing I want to tell you. So we haven't talked since since Christmas, right? And not, I mean, as far as yeah. the show. But right. uh, so we drove down to Georgia, visited my family, my son, my grandson, all that. So we leave. So leave his house, Georgia. We go up to the gas station, fill up with gas, and we head on the road. All right. So 
where he lives, it's right just inside of the South Carolina border. So then we're in South Carolina and I'm a freak with tires and stuff. So I'm always flipping through my, my driver information center, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I notice my left side tires are, are lower, much lower than when I left, you know, like, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, my left front tire is going down one PSI every 10 miles. And my left rear one is going down one PSI every like 25 miles, you know, and I'm watching them. So we're like into South Carolina. We're like hour and a half in. I, and I told my wife, I'm like, I said, I think we're gonna have to stop. I said, I think I'm gonna have to stop and, and put the spare on. I got, I got two, uh, I got two tires that are leaking air. She's like, it was probably that thing you ran over at the gas station. I said, I said, what do you, what do you mean? She goes, well, didn't you see that spiky thing that was in front of the tires? And I said, Oh God. I said, um, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why wouldn't you tell me? She's like, anytime I tell you anything about cars, you always yell at me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, is am I on camera? I go. So yeah. So. Oh my god. So and thank God, thank God. Like uh, two weeks prior, I had to do a repair on my truck, and I had to bring my spare tire down, which I had never done in ten years. And it was jammed, right? And the tire was flat. And I, so I rebalanced it, aired it up, and fixed the mechanism. So thank God, because so what I had to do is I had to put put the 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 one the spare tire on the fast leak, and then the slower leak overinflate the tire to make it home. So yeah, and I had to buy oh, two. Christ. I had to buy two tires. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was like, are you are you kidding me? Like this is this is like a sitcom bit. This is like an Everybody Loves Raymond bit, right? You know? Every time I tell you something, you yell there's at a me. big difference between... Yes, you know, that's what I, mean, I, I said. I think there's a ticking in the engine, too. That's there's ex- a fucking thank strip you. on the ground. Thank you. That's exactly... That's going to pop your tire. That's ex- exact. My thoughts exactly. That's totally different. These are two totally different scenarios, right? Yeah. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. God, that was so much. Thank, thank God, it was like seventy degrees and it was nice, you know. And and oh. so, yeah. Oh my gosh, so much fun, so much fun. Traveling is so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Well, I'll be traveling in about a little over a month. I'll be actually headed down pasture away a little bit, so there will be another reunion. That's awesome coming up. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll be able to drop off your fucking Christmas presents because ah! I still can't get to a goddamn post office. I'm like, I told I told Shane, I go, fuck it. One of the things that we got to do when we're going is stop in Virginia. She's like, why? I go, I got to drop Joe's fucking Christmas presents off, if nothing else. And she's like, what Christmas presents? I'm like, I got him fucking Christmas presents over the summer while we were on vacation. Remember? She's like, no, I don't. I'm like, whatever i'm like just don't worry we're gonna stop and see joe so her thing because i can't drive she's like well now you gotta be nice to me until then and do whatever i want i'm like oh yeah that's that's pushing it lady that that may not happen you can't when when are you gonna be able to drive uh it's uh, probably a, at least a couple few more months really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I'm still in a cast, folks. I'm, I'm still in a walking boot and crutches and all that good shit. Yeah, good times. 
fucking mm. over it. Oh man, Ugh, God, knock on yeah. wood, I've never had a freaking cast on anything. Ugh. Oh, it's it's awful. Uh, the first time I had a cast, it was my on my arm. Uh, I had I had uh, broken fingers a couple times, and this was back in the day when they fucking casted everything. It was all like fucking plaster or Paris shit, where you you know there's no movement that cast isn't coming off for months on end and uh yeah that sucked i i'm not a fan of having casts on at all it, at least this one gets taken off every couple of weeks and i get a new cast put on so oh that's good yeah yeah i, I get a little bit of a break here and there but yeah fuck fuck wearing cast man it is highly overrated highly. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah with us being gone we have got some shit to talk about like we got we got all kinds of sh- i got all kinds of movies and shit that i've seen in the past month uh we got fucking news we got trailers all three trailers i could give a flying rat's ass about but we we will talk about them anyways uh, and we have the crisis on Infinite Earth finale. Dear God, it has been busy, busy month. So I think we will start out. Let, let's get the trailers out of the way because there's only one that's really kind of worth talking about, but we'll go through all of them. The first one that dropped was New Mutants, which wasn't too different from the first trailer we saw when it first premiered. I just, to me, it looks like a bad horror film. I don't, I don't know the point of putting it out. Looks fucking stupid. I don't care. Like I told you, it had like the same female yelling sound, like five or six times in the trailer. Yeah. It's like to, to intentionally get like to let you know, this is a heightened situation, but yeah, it's, this is, yeah, this is, and pe- apparently some people like it, but I have zero interest in this. Well, yeah. plus, plus I really don't have any interest in those characters. So, no. and uh, it's, it was, it's literally, I mean, Maisie Williams, they, it was filmed like four years ago. So she was like six, 15 at the time, you know, and she's now yeah. what, 19. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't understand what they think they're going to accomplish with it, but uh I don't know. Maybe they got some test screening. Maybe they think it's going to get some good, you know, they'll make some money back with it. I don't know, but I doubt it. I'm not interested. I seriously in it. doubt it. Not interested. No, another one I'm not interested in, even more so after this last drop of a trailer, is The Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh, fucking please. I, I, just wish this movie would go away. Like, it was funny. <laughs> my, my wife the other day, we're sitting there and the TV's on and, and, and that commercial comes on and Harley's on, you know, it's showing Harley in one of the scenes and wife's like, oh, your girlfriend's on TV. I'm like, oh, fuck that movie. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, I love Harley Quinn, but this movie looks like fucking absolute trash. Well, I think, so... This that was this was probably the best trailer of them all, but it's still it's I I think I have a feeling that we're gonna be 
comparing it like which one is bet worse suicide squad or this yeah. one i think that's what i think that's where we're headed with it because i, I just i mean at least they did show the black mask in this trailer yeah. for uh, briefly but uh uh yeah it's yeah i don't know man i tell you the one what's the third one that you're going to talk about what's the third morbius um uh, okay I was going to just say, I was going to say I what actually, I'm... the one I was actually, the other one that I, I didn't really see the new trailer drop for it was a uh, Scarlet Witch. Oh, you mean Black Widow? Or yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, yeah, yeah, Black Widow, Scarlet Johansson, Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, Scarlet no, yeah, Witch. that's what I was going to say. I'm like that movie. I'm I am so in on that movie. Like compared yeah, to the one would... compared to the Wonder Woman trailer or anything, <coughs> Black Widow is a movie I want to see this year. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's funny because that we were me and my wife had kind of rewatched all the Captain America movies. Started with the first Avenger, Winter Soldier, and then Civil War. <clears throat> and um, my wife had said something about how she really liked Scarlett Johansson and the Black Widow character. She's like, oh, she's just so badass. I wish she had her own movie. Her solo movie's dropping on May 1st. Well, my wife is going to North Carolina that weekend to go see Garth Brooks with her sister. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm like, well, that kind of sucks for you because that, that on my birthday weekend and I'm going to see it. She's like, oh, you got to wait for me. I'm like, the fuck I do. I'm not waiting to see this movie. I'm like, you are choosing to go see Garth Brooks over Black Widow with me. So sorry, but that's my birthday weekend and I'm not going to sit there and wait. I'll go see it again with you. I have no problem going to see it again with you, but I'm not going to wait to go see this movie. I'm like, just that's, that's not happening. But um, yeah, that, that's, I haven't heard a single bad thing about it I, everybody's like the trailers like i said i'm kind of that first trailer did it for me i like that first trailer i'm pretty good i don't want to see much more of it i don't want anything to be given away so i'm I'm good with seeing trailers but i'm glad everyone's loving this that trailer drop and then yeah morbius man fucking i i i think the film looks interesting I'll, I'll give the trailer that. What I don't like is for first trailer that that trailer showed two minutes and forty eight minutes, uh, forty eight seconds of the movie, and if I felt like I've seen the whole movie now, like I feel like I've seen this movie from start to finish in that three minutes, and I'm like, well, how do you release this as your first trailer? Like that's that's that should be like your final trailer or something like you you can't have that much more that you can show before the release of this movie and I think it was I'm just kind of disappointed in the fact that I could have been psyched for this movie I could have been interested in going to see this movie but now I'm just kind of like nah whatever if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. I feel like I there's nothing left for me, I, especially that Keaton drop, man. You fucking you show me that Keaton cameo in the the very first trailer. You were shooting your entire load. 
Well, right I well, and I th- and I think the reason they did it is because, I, I mean, I'm not. I mean, more who the hell is a Morbius fan? Like, I got to go see a Morbius standalone movie. It's not like Venom, where Venom has fans and and a series, and and it's he's an antihero and he's related to Spider. And, and you know, Venom's a great character, so that I mean, I, so that's I understand that. But this one, I I don't. I don't know how much it costs to make. I don't know how much it needs to gross, but it's not one of those, man, I got to go see Morbius opening weekend. So I think right. they're trying to throw everything at it to say, somebody say, wow, well, that's interesting. Oh, it's, is it tied into the, is it tied into Spider-Man, uh, you know, uh, you know, home, you know, homecoming, uh, you know, what, what else are they going to tie in? So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's one of those things, but yeah, it, it was, it was what could have been. I was kind of interested because I'm like, that's the other thing. Like with the MCU dropping that they're going to have Blade in the MCU, Morbius would make a fucking perfect counterpart to Blade, and I, I get they're two different studios and and sony's gonna do it that's the other thing from this uh, i loved how this fucking trailer started out from the studio that brought you spider-man homecoming spider-man far from home i'm like did you did you really yeah come on that's kind of a strike and then venom i'm like oh fucking please come on like that is way over the fucking top and then to show that trailer, I was just like, come on, you guys are fucking crazy. But that aside, I think this could have been a situation that you let the MCU do Blade. And then you can use the MCU still with this character of Morbius and make it more interesting instead of well, we really got to... Someone had said that this was kind of Sony's way of giving the bird to the MCU. Like, ooh, we can do this. You know, this is our... This is them saying, oh, we've had $2 billion movies. This is what we're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah, no, you really didn't fucking nail it out of the park. You, You really are showing that you need the MCU more than more than you're letting on and i think at this point the the smart thing would be to introduce morbius sit on it a couple years wait till blade drops and then fucking start tying in mcu stuff with with the sony stuff and just fucking just fucking break in the dough that way sony could be a fucking huge studio if they just let the mcu play with their characters yeah yeah all right so that's all uh, that's all i got for trailers you see anything else that i missed that i don't think i can't i don't think so all right let's 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 crush through some news um (laughs) okay so i i want to hear your thoughts on the do little tanking oh my gosh so like I, I heard like towards 
about halfway through filming of Endgame that this was Robert Downey Jr.'s next next project, Doolittle. And I was kind of intrigued, but I wasn't like, ooh, oh, I got to go see Doolittle. Um, still at this point, like this movie dropped and just fucking apparently it has been a complete shit show. And I, I haven't read anything about it. I don't know. I don't know really know all i've seen is that it's fucking bombing huge so it's, what, yeah. what do you got on so on yeah Google they said Google. it's <clears throat> so th- thursday night previews it made less than a million dollars it's a uh, projected to do a four-day opening four-day uh 22 to 25 million on a hundred and a hundred and eighty million dollar budget hundred and did that is that is what is so ridiculous of course what probably 35 40 million is him but even you take that out of there over 140 more million dollars to make this movie is insane and that is the problem with these uh, i mean even if it was great do you have any desire to see a Doctor Doolittle movie? I mean, no, Robert I, Downey Jr. In, Robert in all da- honesty, in all honesty, I ain't watching this shit till it hits fucking Disney Plus and it's free. Like I'm, I'm not paying to see this movie in the least bit. Well, that's why. I, that's why I said like right now, Kevin Feige is answering the phone. It's it's RDJ. It's like it's like, hey Kevin, I have a great idea on how to resurrect Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's just. Because this is, I mean, what? You had Chris Hemsworth, what, what was that, Black Hat? That was a fail. Yeah. All of these other movies, for the most part, except for Chris Evans, um, you, know, you know, any of these movies where they're, where they're out there as the lead, uh, I mean, I guess his Sherlock Holmes ones have, have, have done well. But uh, what, he had that one with, with uh, was it De Niro, The Judge or something? That, that bombed? Oh, no, that was actually, yeah, that was a good fucking flick. Um, oh, what the fuck? I can't think of the name of the movie, but it was with um, uh, D'Onofrio was in it as his brother, and I could see this. Uh, it wasn't Khan. It was the other dude in the consulary and fucking Godfather. What's his name? Oh, my God. A, it was the judge. Yes. Yeah. What was the judge's name though? Who uh, who played his dad? Wasn't it uh, Duval? Robert, Robert Duval. Duval. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit! I was fucking dying on the name there. Um, yeah, it it was actually dude. I really liked that movie. It was really good performances across the board. But I get why it didn't do good in the theater. It was a good movie to watch at home. It was a good, you know, sit down and, and chill movie. It wasn't. It wasn't a spectacle like they've even made Sherlock Holmes. You know, they, yeah. they've made Sherlock Holmes a spectacle, almost superhero-esque. So, you know. It, well, he, he would want to do he'd want to do another Tropic Thunder, but he can't do blackface anymore. So that's. Yeah. That's oh, was... God, no. <laughs> no. And you listen, listen to him on, on Rogan. It's like they, they, they talked about it, too. He, he could give two fucks about it, you know. It's, right. It's like, yeah, you can't do it nowadays, but oh well, you know. Yeah. So no big well, deal. I, I think I think that's a, like because you, you messaged me um, 
talking about Delirious, you were rewatching Delirious, and you're like, oh my god, this would never fly today. <laughs> like, like the the first couple of lines is like Eddie Murphy fucking bashing fags and shit. And oh my like, god, this would this would never fly. And you're like, yeah, you're right, it wouldn't fly. But and then I sent you the other one where he said, then I'm like, whoa, now he now he says. Uh, Remember when it was okay to hit women? You know, yes. So David, you go, I, I guess I didn't remember all of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had seen Delirious so many fucking times. And I'm like, I, I, I could almost recite that entire thing. And then you're like, and then he says, remember when you could hit women? I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. Oh, that's right. Like, it is really bad. But that. That's what I'm interested in in Eddie's new stand-up is if he can pull – he's not going to be able to pull that, that level of crass off. But I think that he will be able to pull that style of joke off the way Chappelle and Bill Burr do it. That's what I'm interested in yeah. into here is if he can grow and still use – It'd still be him, but reinvented his kind of his technique of delivering because he could just say whatever the fuck. I mean, geez, you watch like fucking 48 hours and with as often as the N word is said by a white oh person my in God. that movie. Dude, I got to watch 48 like, hours again. You're right. Oh, dude, I watched that five six years ago maybe something like that and maybe it might not even been, been that long but nolte says it a few times yeah uh, the, there's a scene in the bar where it's thrown around all the all the time and you're just like and the only one the only black person in that entire film is the only one who doesn't say it <laughs> and you're just like what the fuck fuck this would never ever ever fly today like you can't watch this and you know you you kind of feel bad even watching it and laughing through the movie because you're just like holy shit this is this is not okay today (laughs) at all Uh, oh my christ uh, like even um even trading places there's like it's pretty tame you know, it's pretty stereotypical through a lot of it. But when one of the, either Don Amici or someone else uses the N-word, and you're just like, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> that would never fly in a movie today at all. It, it's crazy. But Yeah, so that, so it's, 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 again, another one that's, non-marvel movie that is not being kind to no. uh some of these dudes especially especially like hemsworth him and hemsworth i mean hemsworth has been good as a as a co-star on things you know with those small roles right. that humor you know with humor um i think he does a great job with that what, what the hell did we watch we just watched something uh that he was in Oh, oh, the um, the, uh, the the vacation remake with um, oh, with what's his name uh, from Saturday Night Live? I, I would say Andy Ed Bernard. Helms. Ed Helms. <laughs> and he's from Office, The Office. But uh, that had some funny stuff in it, and the the scene with uh, 
with Hemsworth in there was was pretty funny. And uh yeah, we uh so that that was over when we were at, at my son's house and we were watching Christmas Vacation and all that and we're like oh let's God. watch and it, and, so and then regular vacation was on I'm like and my daughter-in-law wanted to watch them like let's watch the new one, you know? So we rented it and it was it's it's got some funny scenes in it. So nice. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. Did you see the part where they would they do like the Christy Brinkley kind of thing with the Ferrari? Did you see that? Maybe I don't. I don't. So he's driving. Okay, so which is funny. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this same bit again. He's driving, you know, and and she's next to him in some you know type of whatever convertible, you know, red, and she's blowing kisses at him, and he looks over, and then. She gets head on smashed by a semi and the car just yes. explodes. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I funny. Have seen that. That's funny. So, so yeah. Nice. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Lindelof is not doing a season two of Watchmen for the foreseeable future. He is out. And, the HBO executives were smart and said, as of now, there's no season two for The Watchmen, which I am fine with. It. Yeah. I, I don't want this. I love this season. Like, it, one of the things we got to do is kind of go over our um, our best of the year um, stuff, because the more I think about it, I think I think. The, my picking of television shows has become really hard over the last little while. I've I've watched a lot of television, mm-hmm. and Watchmen is still up there for one of my favorites. The Boys is still up there, but there's a lot of fucking amazing television that dropped um, this year. Um, so I, I I do think one of our next episodes should be yeah. a yeah. best of. Um, but that being said, with the, as much as I love the Watchmen, I don't want season two if they're gonna force it or they don't have a natural, organic feel to it. Because I think what Lindelof created was smart and it was a great season, and how it wrapped up. It had a social message. It had. It kept the themes of the comic book. It expounded on the comic book. It, you know, it, it gave even deeper history to the comic book. So unless you can do that with season three, I think putting it off it for now is fine. Give it as much time as you need to breathe to find something that comes up organically, but just to rush out or just to say that there's going to be a season three, or season two for the sake of being a season two and how popular it was is a fucking mistake. So I'm fucking applauding HBO for saying we're just done with the Watchmen for right now. Well, yeah. And if you listen to his, the official Watchmen podcast where he was on, they did it. I think three episodes. He, He basically talked about the long process of how this came to be. And, I mean, this is, we're talking like seven years going back <laughs> and where when it started to kind of come together, you know, we had a lot of these you know changes happening in our country here in the last couple of years. And it kind of dovetailed with that. 
and uh but he basically said on that is is you know i had a story to tell and we had a great writer's room and we had all that kind of stuff and it wasn't to just jam out a watchman series it was mm-hmm. he was he was trying to be you know care for the characters and the history and and give you something different now there now there's a there's a bunch of people out there who who absolutely hate what they did with it and think that you know anything you do is sacros you know what's the word sacrosanct or sacrilegious sacrilegious whatever um but uh, i think they did an amazing job uh, mm-hmm. t- uh tying into the 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 uh the comic book and the graphic novel and everything so yeah i'm gl- i'm glad to, i'm glad to hear that and I, I don't i i don't think it was i think that's also an easy thing for hbo because i don't think it was a big enough watch for a lot of people i think you know, hardcore right. people like us but it wasn't something like like westworld or or mm-hmm. those kind of shows where a mass audience is going to watch it it's it's really a kind of a niche audience so it's probably easy decision yeah. Yeah, one one of the things I listened to, um, it was right be- the week right before the finale was, um, Mark Bernardin from Batman Beyond had mm-hmm. done and and was asked to interview uh, Lindelof for a Writers Guild event, and they literally sat there and broke down the writers' room and the thought process behind the series and where they were going and, and how the, the entire process from start to end on it without giving away the end. Because like I said, it, it dropped the, the interview took place one week before the, the season or this, you know, the finale. Yeah. So the, he couldn't talk about how it ended, but he talked about everything leading up and how he wanted a completely diverse writer's room where, he didn't want to. He, he didn't want an, an entire white writers' room going. Oh, let's talk about this shit that happened in Oklahoma, and and fucking and and our perspective on it. Like he brought in a ton of black people. He t- brought in a bunch of black women, and and like got everyone's perspective. But then had like had the comic book fans and and the comic book writers and and did this kind of thing where he would give pages back and forth to the writers and be like, do you know what's going on? No. Do you know what's going on? No. Perfect. Like he wanted it. So it was, it, it didn't make sense, but when it came together, it would completely. Um, so that, I, again, he fucking worked his ass off. And if they, if you're not going to have that kind of level of commitment, then don't fucking do it. It's not worth it. And you're right. Fucking, it is not a big watch for HBO. But, yeah. You know, I think it's something that they can come back to when the time is right with the way they did it. So fucking congratulations to them. I'm fucking stoked. Um, other thing is, I the, the other thing you dropped me uh, during our little break was uh, the the Batman game title or possible game title or the fact that there's even going to be a new Arkham kind of game. Yeah, uh, dropping. I'm like, I'm fucking stoked because I love the Arkham series. I, it's one of my favorite game series of all time. I'll 
I will be Batman all the fucking time. Um, so any any news of this made me fucking happy. But that just the other thing that I'm really psyched for is knowing that Spider-Man Two is going to be coming. Um, and I, I kind of hope that the Arkham series takes a cue from the Spider-Man games and does the the bundle, the twenty-five dollar bundle, where you can get like all the extra downloads for 25 bucks as opposed to just fucking adding on like Robin and, and, and backer like they've done in the past where you can fucking buy the, you know, DLCs and it's like, it, you end up spending like hundreds of bucks to do fucking Robin's story or Nightwing story or whatever. That shit drives me fucking crazy. I love the way that Spider-Man did it. 25 bucks. You get all the costumes as they drop, you get, you can unlock fucking yeah. extra missions and all that shit. Like that was fucking perfect. I want if they do it like that, I'll be stoked. And I'll continuously play that new Batman game all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I wish they would really um, they would just announce it already. So this Batman game. Yeah. So it's uh, you know the the rumor is something with the Court of Owls and I don't know, but. It, the, the, just just fucking release it already you know what i mean yeah it's been too long it really has been a fucking super long time since we've had a batman game and those fucking art like i love darker night fucking driving around the batmobile fucking oh my god it's such a good story i i had a blast i would love it if they did court of owls that'd be fucking dope oh my god the only thing so I did, the only thing fun. I didn't, again, Arkham City is still my favorite. Uh, the only thing, I, what I didn't like about Arkham Knight is I didn't like the repetitive Batmobile, those tank yeah, missions yeah, and all yeah. that. It was yeah. super frustrating, dude. I, I, man, my wife hated me with that because I was so <laughs> fucking pissed off. Missiles coming from everywhere, going sideways. You know, you're. It was just, yep. it was a bad use of the Batmobile. Um, yep. so that's that's my own that was my only issue and and the end battle is not hand to hand with deathstroke it's a hand, it's with against deathstroke's car tank yeah you know i'm like come on yeah yeah i agree yeah I, it's been a while since i played the game all the way through because once i got through it it was just fucking flying around the city doing all the little side missions and being batman every once in a while like i've i've restarted the game a couple times and like done missions, but like I'm not in a huge hurry to get all the way through it. It's just kind of like ah, oh, fucking, I'll throw in yeah, Arkham Knight and plays Batman for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, we definitely are do a a new Batman game at this point. So I gotta ask you: Are the rumors true? Is Obi Wan canceled? Am no. I gonna have to cry no, that's on a- air? No, that is that's that's about a big of a slam dunk of a show, even if you kind of mess it up, you know what I mean? And it wouldn't happen yeah. because I'm I'm sure uh, you McGregor would have some type of uh, some type of input for the script and everything. So no, I that's I yeah, don't buy that. I don't buy that one. As soon as I read, it, I'm like, no, there's no way. There's there's yeah, no way. Uh, that- that was my first thought too, but then I'm just like everyone's posting, and I fucking hate when people like it, it becomes like the story because everyone's posting it on every fucking group I'm in, and every fucking everybody posts it on their personal page. I'm like motherfucker, you guys are killing me. 
I don't want this to be true. And the more you say it, like it just fucking throws a sense of dread on me. But yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen until like, again, I saw it everywhere. I'm just like, Joel talked me down off a ledge. Yeah. yeah, Thank you for that, sir. (laughs) So this, this subject's going to lead into our big, big topic for tonight. And that is, uh, CW went and fucking renewed every goddamn show that they had. I was fucking shocked. So, like, with the exception of Arrow, which is obviously done and over with, and everything has been renewed. Flash, Supergirl, Legends, uh, Black Lightning. Lightning. Um, It's all been renewed. Batwoman's been renewed, yeah. So, like, Everything got renewed, man. I'm I'm a little shocked. How about you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Plus, you get that. Plus, you got Superman and Lois. Is They have a series order on it. So, you, yeah. get, you get 20-some episodes of that. You have Green Arrow and the Canaries, which is they've approved the pilot for it. And so, we'll, we'll see some related to that in the end of this, the last few episodes of Arrow. So, but really, I mean, think about it. Based on... Based on the part end of part five in Crisis, had to be done, right? You've got yeah, I su- I suppose so. I just I I think the reason I'm shocked is because I really don't think Legends had been bringing it uh, the last couple of seasons. Where I, I've I've just been disinterested, watched episodes here and there, but did not follow the entire season at all. Me neither. Um, Me neither. It's it's it's. It's the uh, it's trying to be like the Thor Ragnarok, of yeah. you know what I mean, where it's the, the goofiest thing, and which is fine. But uh, I mean, I liked when they had Rip Hunter on there and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, and I yeah, and like you, I have not. I don't think I've watched. I don't. I think I'm like a season and a half behind. I really because yeah. I haven't really found the need to to watch it. So, yeah. And, and I'm kind of shocked on Supergirl, too, because with the exception of the end of the season last season when they brought in fucking Lex and Lex killed it, like just fucking turned that show a, a complete 180 degrees and just fucking made that show worth watching every week because of John Cryer's performance. Like that shit was fucking amazing. Um it, the last couple, like the last season, maybe even season and a half of Supergirl has been really a bunch of misses. It has not been strong, strong year and a half for Supergirl. So I was, I was kind of shocked that they were going to keep going with that and not, and, and not kind of replace it with Superman and Lois. Um, well, I don't, but, th- listen, even if they wanted to do that, they won't do that right away. Because just look at the optics of that. Think yeah. about think about the stories. Oh, you cancel Supergirl, female, and then you you brought Superman in. in this. But yeah, but in all honesty, I I would I get the optics of it. But when the show's just not good and not using the stars correctly and not using the storyline correctly, and you're dealing with a fucking whiny bitchy fucking Lana Luther and fucking 
Supergirl keeps making the same mistakes and Alex is fucking just kind of wishy-washy emotion. Like the only really good part of watching Supergirl lately has been Brainiac and even that gets kind of old after a while. Well, then they so, have to yeah and so hopefully with this uh crisis reset uh with the Lex Luthor angle on it when we'll talk about that, I I think that has the potential to be very interesting. And and well, to, to hopefully hopefully it, it wipes out the 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 whiny Lena Luther thing because mm-hmm. of of what's happened. But uh, yeah, that's I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I I really hope that they they find a way to work John Cryer in as more of a regular. He doesn't have to be the fucking in every episode, but to to give him some solid work and, and keep him relevant in that universe would be fucking amazing. Cause work him towards being the this, president, work him towards yeah, being the president, uh, man. That's just like the comics, like, you know, the end of Smallville. I mean, that's, Oh dude, it would be fucking fantastic. Like it, it, to be honest, he, even in crisis, man, he was fucking, he was more Lex Luthor than any on screen Luthor I've ever seen where like, it's just fucking, he nails that part. He fucking knows the nuances and, and the little jabs. Like whoever is writing for John Cryer and, and Lex's Lex in this is knows that character. And fucking Cryer really did channel a fucking Lex Luthor out of that. Like unbelievable. I, I'm so impressed with that Lex Luthor. Um I I really hope that they, they do use him and kind of like, cause I know, I there were. I, did you watch any of the fucking after crisis no, shows with no. Kevin? Okay, they, they had uh, Cryer on on one of the episodes, and they were they talked to him about being on Supergirl, and he was like, "Yeah, I was on." I, you know, there were people who said we can't use Lex more than this many episodes because Cryer said I would do Lex all the time. Fucking it was, it's fun to play him and everything. And you can tell he really has a love for the character. And he's like, but there, there was a mandate that came down that says you can use Lex for this amount of time. Yeah. And after that you're done. Um, and then they got permission to do it for crisis. And and I, so I'm hoping that that stance is kind of left lifted a little bit because I think Cryer brings an incredible performance and depth to that character that I think Supergirl especially needs that you, you need someone strong in that villain role to really, you know, make Supergirl the hero she should be. Yeah. So, and I think that's going to lead right into the final two episodes of Crisis. What a fucking way to drop to end it! Because I, I gotta say, the first what is it, three, four episodes of Crisis, kind of all over the place. Wasn't super into it. Was kind of like, yeah, it's okay. It's not. Anywhere near the crossover that it was last year uh, does not hold my attention. Kind of felt like super 
were choppy. The storylines yes. were kind of all over the place. Yeah, follow, trying to follow uh, everything. It's like yeah, just just seemed like they were packing in a lot, and it and a lot of it was fan service that didn't seem to affect the overall story a lot, which I I was kind of bummed about. But goddamn, if the last two episodes weren't fucking amazing, like I. And I, I kind of had a feeling like before <laughs> the night before or the night that it aired, you were like, I don't want shit spoiled. I'm like, then you better get off social fucking media now. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you, you got like 40 minutes before a spoiler drops and you're going to be like, oh, fuck that. I did the same thing. Um, and apparently there were. There were people out there who spoiled the fuck out of things, and people were pissed. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, because like you stayed off. I was I was impressed with you. I didn't stay off because I actually I'm pretty good at avoiding spoilers. There, there was only one. I saw Kevin Shanks post. Oh my god! If you're not watching the Crisis crossover, you've missed something huge. Well, you yeah. didn't spoil it. It was just like one of those. Holy shit! Wait till you see this kind of thing. And I was glad. I'm like, okay, now I know to kind of stay away. And I did. Like I kept, I kept the one eye open on on social media as I was scrolling through, because the minute that happens, I'm like, oh shit, okay, I don't want it spoiled till I see it. And yeah. our buddy Gafford got shit spoiled. Uh, Dante got shit spoiled. Like every, there was a fucking litany of people going. You motherfuckers! Yeah. You, they were so pissed. Yeah, well, that's why. So that's why. Again, since I don't have the CW, I had to watch it on demand the next morning. So I, I got. Uh, I woke up at like quarter of five. So I'm like, I'm just gonna watch episode. You know, because I, I had to leave the house early because I had a two hour drive. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch episode one uh, or episode four. So I did that, and then you were adamant, stay off social media and all that. So. Then at, at lunchtime, I was like, fuck it. I was sitting in my car with Chick-fil-A, and I hotspotted my phone to my tablet. I'm like, I'm watching this fucking episode right now. And also, for whatever reason, when I watched it on my tablet, it it didn't give me commercials. So I got the 42 oh, minutes. Oh, you lucky fucker. I got it 42 minutes. I don't know why. I got 42 minutes straight through. Uh, but, but yeah, spoiler alert, everybody. But, yeah, yeah episode four, when fucking Ezra Miller flashed up, I'm like, what? Yeah. What? I... That fucking blue. That was probably the biggest fucking mind blown moment where I'm because like, you know, the, in the previous ones we'd seen the Titans. We knew we knew shit, all like, the I, things that was going to happen. We knew ninety nine percent of them, right. which me, which even though they were yeah. great, like the Tom Welling and the Kingdom Come Superman, like I like I told you on the last show. Imagine if we would have been s- s- surprised with all that. I, I think yeah. we got more enjoyment out of it. So that's what it was like for this one because never. Never thought they would have been able to pull something like this off, and well, not it, and not, not get it leaked even, somewhere. Right, it, and it's not even a matter of them being able to pull it off because, like, Warner Brothers has that power, but there's no one who would have thought that they would have pulled it off because fucking Warner Brothers is so. Oh, yes. this is the movie. Exactly. Universe, this is the TV. Hundred percent. Yep. You cannot intermix them. Yep. And the minute fucking Ezra Miller pops up, you're like, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, this is big because Warner Brothers just said, fuck it. 
it's not that sacred anymore. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I, I get it. It's Ezra Miller's The Flash. It's not fucking Batman. It's not Superman. It's not Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Anybody is, you know, you're, you're dealing with an Ezra Miller Flash. But still, you've just connected the DCEU to your TV, and it was fucking brilliant. And the fact that, like, Barry calls uh, – the Grant Gustin calls him the Flash, and he's like, what? Who? Because no one has called him the Flash in the DCEU yet. Yeah. He's not known as the Flash, so he's like, what? what? But then they're both like, Barry Allen? Barry Allen? And like, oh, my God. It was fucking – it's super smart. It's very, so was, it, it was, it was, it was a very well written scene too. That that uh, it was funny. Oh, you, you know, your, your suit looks feels so comfortable, breathable. Your suit looks super safe, like breathable. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there's a lot of shit that happened, and and I'm not gonna try and recap recap it because that would require us recapping the first fucking three episodes, which was hard as fuck to do. Let's just say that the fourth episode was them beating the anti-monitor and getting the universes back to the way they should be. Or so we thought the, the, the fifth episode was kind of a more of a reset kind of thing. So your fourth episode was, the big battle, the huge, you know, the super huge battle, the right. the the wrapping up of the thing, which kind of tied the first three episodes together and made it feel better. Um, and episode five was just really a big uh, Martian manhunter going around and restoring people's memories and being like, this is the universe as it is now. Um, you get the fact that your heroes are all on Earth Prime, um, which we which we knew cool. which we knew kind of that's what they were leading to. Just, yeah. Well, and that also they also dropped fucking Black Lightning in on Earth yeah. Prime too, which I was fucking super yeah. psyched about. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so now all the other Earths are for the other DC properties. So like. Um, fucking Earth 12 is the Green Lantern Earth, whether it's from Ryan Reynolds' movie from back in 2012 or, you know, the possible, um, HBO the possible Max. future, yeah, HBO Max series or, you know, whatever. Um, Earth 9 has the Titans from DC Universe. Um, Earth-19 has Swamp Thing from DC Universe, and Earth-21 is Doom Patrol. Well, and I like, and I liked, as as Oliver Queen was narrating this, like on the Swamp Thing, you're talking about civilizations rose and fell, kind of, yeah. kind of really being meta, talking about what happened with that series, you know? You, yeah. You know, Earth-2, which Earth-2 is JSA, which is really what it has <laughs> been in the comics, and you got, you know... Uh, Breck, uh, whatever her name, Breck Bassinger, or as yeah, uh, Star as Girl, yeah, and you got Al, you had Our Man, Doctor Midnight on there. Um, really cool. That was really cool. Um, and then you had, which I loved. Oh my god! Like I had a tear in my eye. They had the Earth ninety six, which is the Kingdom Come Superman, doing the 
flying outside the earth like Christopher Reeve, but yep. he's in full color. It's a Kingdom Come uniform, but in Superman colors. So with the implication yep. that none of that bad shit happened to Lois and, and, you know, with the Joker killing them and everything. And it had yep. that really cool modification of the John Williams music. And then mm-hmm. right from there, it left it, it you know, led into Earth Prime where they had everybody standing. And then you get the fucking, you know, the Hall of Justice from the invasion crossover, which was awesome when they did that at the time, you know. Yep. And you get the fucking round table with the star and you got seats for everyone and a, a potential seat, you know, down the road for Green Arrow. Yep. Really, really well done. Yeah, and and then the the one that I fucking I lost it because so you get the fucking Hall of Justice and you're like you, you know it's the Hall of Justice you don't actually get the outside shot of the Hall of Justice till the last shot but you know what they're implying but the they fucking use the Super Friends theme yes and you hear fucking something in the Raptors some animal noise and you're like wait what the fuck. And they're pan, they're starting to pan out of everything, and you see an open cage door and a name tag of Gleek on it. <laughs> and I'm just like, I fucking, I literally fist bumped him like, oh fuck yes, the Wonder Twins are going to be in this fucking universe. You cannot tell me they're not going to do a Wonder Twin show. I was fucking so psyched. I, that made that whole series for me. I was just like, yes. I fucking love Gleek. I was like, oh, so happy. That that made that made my heart fucking swell up. I'm like, totally, oh. totally not how I expected the last scene of Crisis to be. No, you know, no, you, like I, I figured the last scene would be something somber, like Oliver's grave or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I give them credit for all the fan service stuff they did in there with all the different heroes. Uh, I think they they did as well as they could juggling everything could have been a little better mm-hmm. you know uh i don't know that it needed to be five episodes long it's one of those things i think yeah but uh and they had to they had to mix it up because obviously we knew oliver was going to die uh so you know they kind of did a double die you know where he he died then came back lazarus pit and then came back as a specter and then yeah. sacrificed himself kind of like the comics uh, yeah. uh against the animonitor so that it it uh was good, but I was reading something that uh, they the uh, they were talking about. You know the the people from Flash season one that did the 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 you know the future newspaper and all that. They're no longer with the show, so they didn't want to be tied into that future anymore. You know, yeah. So this was kind of you know trying to get everything you know reset. And now now here's the one thing that worries me. Did you see the preview for the next Flash? No, I have to. Okay, you know you have to watch it because now it seems like Iris is going to be a whiny bitch about, uh, you know, that all we've been focusing on is you're going to be gone, and now you're not gone, and, like, she's pissed off. So I'm like... Oh, oh. fucking Christ. Yeah, you, dude, I'm telling you, you're going to watch, the, you're going to watch that thing, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? So, oh, that sucks. So, um, but the super, actually, the Supergirl one is what I'm most interested in because of the Lex Luthor stuff. Yeah, exactly. I kind of want to see where where that all goes um a couple other little little 
fucking Easter eggs that popped up in there were, uh, you saw, you had to have seen the Marv Wolfman cameo. Oh, with, yeah, uh, yeah, that was great. Flash and Supergirl, and he's like, they're like, you've seen us together? He's like, all the time. Like, <laughs> like unfazed, and he's like, can I get your autograph? Like, I love the getting your autograph part. Uh, there was a rebirth comment. Yeah. You know, um, there was uh, Supergirl is the was the first time she said up, up in a way. Yeah. They also, yeah, uh, they also had uh, you know, like Lex uh, talking to her at, at one point. He, he said mind over muscle, which is from yep. Hackman. And there was one more line. I can't, I can't remember. Maybe it was up, up in a way. But there, I thought there was another one that referenced Superman the movie. Uh, but uh, yeah. It, it, oh, and they also when. Um, uh, when the, one of the battles, it was they said it's down at Perez, uh, Perez Landing. Yeah, you know, so George Perez. Yep. So, which they've done that before with streets. They've done Infantino. They've done, uh, they've done more Alan uh, or Adams. You know, they've so they've done yep. a lot of things like that. You know, which is kind of pay homage to to these great writers and and artists uh, from DC in the past. Yeah. Um. Did you know that? Uh, oh fuck! I, um, fucking Brandon Routh is leaving Legends. Yeah, yeah. So there was a nod to the m- microverse, and yep, in there, and there's talk that Ryan Choi might take over as the new Adam. I'm pretty sure like, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and the last one that I have was that. Now, John Diggle has two kids instead of just the one. Yeah, that was, I'll tell you, that was, that, that was like a smile moment for me because you remember mm-hmm. that during Flashpoint, he got reset and, and, and lost Sarah and yep. ended up having a boy. So this is kind of, there was, there were a couple of things with him. It was that scene and then the other scene where he wasn't there when Oliver died. Yeah. So that was the other one that was, uh, that was, very cool. So, yeah, I, that was that was that was kind of that's a smart again another piece of smart writing about you know his character and the family and what happened in the mm-hmm. past. So and and then oh well plus then also remember with uh, with Superman Lois said the, the 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 boys you know and he's like yes. he's like boys so you got super sons right there so yep. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that'll lead about into, that. That'll lead into that that series. And I don't know if you saw, there was a, uh, I don't think I put, po- maybe I did post it, but there was a concept art of his a change for his, his suit in the, in the no. Super, Superman and Lois. I didn't, at least I didn't see you post yeah, it. Yeah, belt's a little, belt's a little bit different. Uh, the way they had the cape actually comes more up closer to the uniform and not out towards the shoulders but they, they still mm-hmm. need to do something the, the the s chest looks so flat like a it looks like a it looks like an iron-on that i would do you know right i i, I, I would like it to have you, you know, some depth or something to it but uh yeah but it's it's crazy that they go right to series with that one yeah yeah i'm really shocked on that one um but yeah i think all all in all man i think like i said i i had I think the first three episodes of Crisis, I, I'm saying at best, were a Padawan. It, it, 
it, it was a hard watch those first three episodes. I, I give it credit for the Easter eggs that those first three episodes had, but other than that, there wasn't much substance to them, at, at least in my opinion. Um, these last two episodes, I fucking loved them. I totally Jedi them. They were so super fun to watch and, and really did end up tying the series together for me. Uh, so I think overall, it, I'm I'm going to give the whole crossover, epi- all the episodes together as as their own individual thing, a, a high Padawan, just because of the, the strength of those last two episodes. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I actually would do the exact same way you did it, too. So I and I and I rewatched the prior, like I I rewatched uh, you know Crisis on Earth X, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Crisis on Earth X is great. Oh God, Crisis, it's so much fun. The, the 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 wedding scene when they all start going to battle is amazing. That's mm-hmm. like that was really the first Justice League scene of everyone coming together, and yep. the choreography and what they did was 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 pretty awesome. So, all right, well. So we, again, we've been gone for like a fucking month and I've watched a fucking ton of shit. Uh, some of the things I'll, I'll just go through real quick. Um, I think I had gotten through maybe the first two seasons of Clone Wars when it was on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. I've, with the good graces of Disney Plus, I have finished all of Clone Wars. Um, Cannot wait for that series to start up on Disney Plus again. But I fucking loved how good Clone Wars got, especially in the later seasons where it was just fucking like you, you get Ahsoka getting leaving the Jedi Order and, and the the last fucking season was like I think it was like 13 episodes and they were all fucking mini movies and led almost right into revenge of the sisal i'm interested in how they're gonna they're they're gonna pick up the series again like it it was pretty amazing to me um i i fucking love that series so oh my god so good um and then i started watching rebels uh i've seen the first season so i'm i'm about halfway through, a little over halfway through in the second season. You know, you never um, watched it to begin with. I, I watched it. I watched the first season, okay. and then our satellite package changed, oh, and you. we lost. I lost the ability to watch Rebels, and then when we got it back, it was already like halfway through season three, and I'm like, oh fuck it. I ended up watching the last episode of Rebels, um, so I know exactly <laughs> what happens, which kind of sucks, huh. but. I'm really loving this season too. I really wish I had fucking watched all the way through at the time now. I'm I'm really bummed I did it, but now I get to watch it straight through. I fucking it's amazing. Um what else did we watch that that I can go through pretty quick? Uh Us, that movie Us. Um key, uh not key, uh the Peels. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele's fucking second movie. Holy shit, that's a fucking horror movie. Like, I I think his first movie, I'm fucking blanking on the name right now, um, 
it, they called it a horror movie, but I don't think it was really horror. It was really a suspenseful movie. Um, it, it would, it never scared me. Um, but I still really loved it. I, it was a fucking amazing movie to watch, but I just, I didn't get scared. Us scared the shit out of me. Um, fucking oh, such an amazing movie. Uh, so well shot. Lupita Nyong'o is just a fucking remarkable actress. Unbelievable. So fucking good. Um, and if you're, it's one of the, it's not a hard horror movie to watch. It's, I know you're not a huge horror fan and I think you should watch this film, but not thinking of it as like your traditional horror film. It's not, it's suspense, but it's suspense done right. And you just kind of never know. Um, it's fucking amazing, amazing film. Uh, it's up there for if I were to have watched this last year, it would have been in the contender for movie of the year. It it was really, really quite amazing. Um, watch the two popes on Netflix. Mm. Uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm about as agnostic as you can get without being a full blown atheist. But religion intrigues me. And this, what happened with Pope Benedict and Pope Francis really intrigued me because I I liked Pope Francis. Like, I'm not a religious hater. I I will never trash religion. It it intrigues me, and and I think it's good for people who believe in it. But it's more the people in the system that intrigued me and and benedict was one where i just did not like benedict uh-huh. um but i liked francis so when when the power shifted i was i was happy but the story behind it's really super interesting it, it was you know the fact that they had such a hard time picking a pope after john paul died that it was a lot of politicking going on and Pope Francis wasn't really politicking about it. He was just kind of like, well, if I get it, then that is what it is and whatever. And, but he didn't want Benedict to get it because he wanted change in, in the Catholic church. And you get, you get fucking, you get all this where Benedict eventually gets elected Pope and, Francis kind of has a sour taste in his mouth. He's like, I'm done being a bishop and I'm going to do this. And Benedict invites him out to his country house in Rome a few years later. And it's just kind of the courting process of Benedict to Francis and seeing what Francis's thought patterns are and and how they got along and, and how they butted heads and how they talk through things. It was really super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch almost anything that Anthony Hopkins does anyways, but it was really, really well done. I fucking, I, it, it's kind of like that, that movie. Um, uh, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. It has a uh, Alan Alda and, 
someone my my dinner with Andre, where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like two people talking and, yeah. and working shit out. Like I I fucking love that kind of stuff. So th- it, this was really amazing, and I fucking love Jonathan Pierce too. Do you remember the first time you you saw an actor and you knew you were gonna like this guy from the beginning? Jonathan Price was kind of that person for me. And the funny thing is, is I remember him in a movie that he was barely in, but he was in the whole thing. Jumping Jack Flash with Whoopi Goldberg. Do you remember that movie? God, no. Okay. So Whoopi Goldberg works in this old school fucking office and this spy somehow contacts her late night after work and gets her involved in this shit. And like the entire time she's talking to him, it's Jonathan Price's voice, but you never see him. It's all through the computer. So she goes on this huge spy mission and everything. And at the end of the movie, they're going to meet up and everything else. And he doesn't show up for the date. Like he, he said he was going to and Whoopi's all upset and she's been at the office for like fucking five or six extra hours waiting for this dude. She's just about to leave. And Jonathan price comes walking through the door. And I remember seeing him going, that face is fucking oddly familiar to me. Like, and and I'd never seen him in anything before, but every time I've ever seen Jonathan price in anything, I always Flashback to Jumping Jack Flash, which is an awful movie, by the way. It's not a great movie it, it, at all. But for whatever reason, Jonathan Price stood out to me and always will. And like the fact that he was also on Taboo and everything else, like he makes really interesting acting choices. It's all you can tell he picks his roles based on what he likes. And his role as Pope Francis was fucking really, really stellar. I was really impressed with it. Um, what fucking else did we watch? Uh, we watched Angel Has Fallen, the oh yeah, third of fucking movie with um the dude from Three Hundred, Gerard Butler. Yeah, fuck. Um, that. Was okay. It, it's your very fucking standard, you know, telegraphed, written like, let's just put this here, this person here. This is going to be the story. It's so predictable. It's ridiculous, but entertaining enough. It's it's not like the worst movie you're ever going to watch, and it's not the best movie you're ever going to watch. It's right straight down the middle, as Padawan, bland Padawan as you can get. Um, if you got nothing else to do, you, you can watch this movie, not watch any of the other movies and not miss a fucking, a beat at all. Um, watched Rambo Last Blood, Home Alone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) fuck man. I, I hope this is the end. I, I really do. I, I, there cannot be another Rambo movie. It was just so generic, so hyper violent, so just kind of like meh. It, it, There's no reason for another Rambo movie. 
mean, no, it's it was it, it was a Rambo movie to make a Rambo movie, and let's just make it. Let's amp it up, turn up to eleven, right? Yeah, like it. It just wasn't. It's unfortunate. It wasn't that good at all. It, it was really very meh all the way through. It, it it's a low Padawan, unfortunately, like a super generic story. None of it really made sense. As, as to reasonings and everything else, just like, yeah, whatever, man, fucking. Well, they, yeah. they probably, so what the, here's, I get, this is how they must have uh, had the writer's room with this. They started with somebody getting an arrow in the eye, and then let's work our way backwards. So why did he get an arrow in the eye? <laughs> well, he came in Rambo's uh farmhouse okay okay but why did he come in rambo's farmhouse well because they were chasing him because of something at the border okay well why were they at the border you know and they're just going backwards and like okay yeah. there's there's our story yeah it was, it was not good i was yeah it you know again not the worst rambo but not anywhere near the best rambo at all so you know low padawan at best um So yeah, I'm going to talk about a movie I think you made it through 20 minutes of before you turned it off. I don't think it was 20 um, minutes. Yeah, it, it was. It's the bayest Bay film ever made in a Bay universe full of Michael Bay's watching a Michael Bay film jerking off to Michael Bay. Like it was it was crazy. Six underground. I, I think I got six minutes into it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get past the credits. I was like, I'm turning this thing off, dude. This is. Oh my god! It is. It, it was so. It was. It was so. Seen it, done it. Yeah, it it was, and you know, it, it was one of those movies. I I didn't have a problem with. Like, I turned everything off. I got super high. Um. I sat out on the couch with my wife playing on my phone while this movie was going on. And I had a good time. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, fuck that movie. I, I couldn't make it. I wasn't watching it for the super interesting plot. Yeah. I literally was watching this for Michael, seeing what Michael Bay would do if he took acid and snorted an eight ball of cocaine. And mm. I got it. Um, I wasn't disappointed, but I also wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like, oh, everyone's going to see this movie. I was just like, I got done. And I'm like, it was what I thought it would be. I had a good time. It, it you know, whatever. I, I didn't lose anything by watching it. I was going to watch a movie anyways. Fuck it. Might as well watch this as well as much as anything else. So it, you know, I, Considering I had a good time, I'm gonna give it a high bad one. As far as the movie itself, like, come on, it's trash. It's it's Michael Bay hopped up on Michael Bay pills, <laughs> and <laughs> hopped up on Michael Bay pills. <laughs> it's interesting. It's one of those things, man. You gotta take it for what it is. If you're not a fan of Michael Bay, you're not gonna like this, and I understand it. But like. If you want to see, like, literally Michael Bay on Michael Bay pills, watch it. It's it's kind of funny. Um, let's see. I watched Hustlers with fucking Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I heard a lot of people raving about this film. Meh. Yeah. It was okay. It was... It was a redundant storyline. Like I've I've seen it. It's rounders. It's you know it it's any of these movies that you've seen a million times. Just with a you know oh these girls are strippers and they they work their way and like fucking Jennifer Lawrence was getting all this praise. Like oh my god, it's the best acting job. It's like Jennifer Lawrence learned how to say fuck on film a few times, a few hundred times. And other than that, it was still Jenny from the block. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, I'm, I wasn't like sitting there going, oh my God, that was a fucking active performance. Like, no, she looked half dressed, which she does normally anyways. Right. Yeah. She strutted around with attitude, which she does normally anyways. She wasn't anything other than a little bit more vulgar and a little bit freer with her body, maybe, but even. You can't even say that because she's a fucking dancer half the time. Like yeah. she acts like that anyway. So it's like, I didn't see the big deal. I didn't see the big thing that everybody was talking about with Jennifer Lawrence. I think Constance, Constant Wu did a fucking amazing job in it. I, I think there was a, actually some really good performances in it. Interesting enough movie, but I, I don't get the hype around it. I was kind of, eh. It, it's good. I, I would give it a high pad one. It, it's, you know, you and your wife fucking mm-hmm. sitting around on a Sunday doing nothing because both of our teams are out of the playoffs. So it's kind of like, yeah. fuck it. I'm just going to watch football to root against the people that have been giving me shit all season. Um, so, you know, what, what's the alternative? Fucking watch hustlers. You know, that, yeah. and that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, I watched Ed Ast- Ad Astra, not Ed Aster, Asner. Ed Asner. Um, <laughs> Ed Asner in Ed Astra with Alan Alda. Yeah, exactly. It was interesting. It was. It's. It's kind of. Uh, and. Is it like? Is it like trying to be super smart, like Interstellar kind of thing? That it's. It's in yes and no. It's interstellar without all the sciencey science and science to science stuff. Okay. It, you know, it's not trying to be as condescending as Chris Nolan is in his films. It's a little more. It, it's dumbed down and more centered to everyday people as opposed to cinephiles who need to know everything to watch a film because it's film. Yeah. You know, you're like, fuck you, Chris Nolan, you go suck a dick. Um, but again, it's not, it's not good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Brad Pitt, you, you can tell he's like, he gives a Brad Pitt, Hit performance. It's not anything spectacular. Yeah. Um, good. It, again, it's a good watch if you have nothing else. If you're kind of interested, it's a decent watch. It's not hard to get through. It's just kind of like, okay, nah, all right. 
not bad. Um, and then I watched a, a far better Brad Pitt performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. I I like the film. I'm going to start by saying I did like the film. Not one of my favorite Tarantino films. Kind of, kind of boring through a lot of it. Like, wasn't your typical Tarantino film. It, it felt, I don't know. It felt way more laid back. It felt way. It there wasn't. It was really focused on like Leonardo DiCaprio's character and the performance he was giving, but it really didn't need to be in there. It was kind of weird. I will say that DiCaprio's performance was amazing, like so good. Pitt's performance felt kind of like... Kind of like his um, Fight Club performance where he felt, you could tell he was having a good time doing the role. You could tell he was having fun. Um, and that's kind of what I, I, I was happy with that. Oh, oh it's, a, it's a high Padawan of a movie. It's just kind of weird and slow and doesn't really... Didn't that, isn't, was it Brad Pitt? Did he's the one that got nominated, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think I think Pitt got nominated for supporting actor, and I think DiCaprio got nominated for actor. Okay. Um, and I can see both, but I don't think DiCaprio would win it for actor. Um, I don't know who else got nominated for supporting actor, but I don't think it was I. As much as I like Pitt's role and the way he played it, it's still Brad Pitt. Like it didn't, it wasn't him doing his role in 12 Monkeys. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't him in Legends of the Fall. It was just kind of like, it was Pitt having fun being Pitt. It, it, it was almost Ocean's 11, 12, 13, like him. Not just not as super cool and you know stylized. It right. was more '60s cool and stuntman and macho man kind of cool. Um, totally had a good time watching it. it. It's totally worth it, especially for the performances. But I think you kind of have to. Like my wife watched it and was like, "What the fuck was that?" And I'm like, "That's a Tarantino film." Right. And yeah. Like you kind of have to be. You have to keep it in mind that it's a Tarantino film, and it doesn't always have a have a point to it because it really doesn't. It, it, at the end of the movie, you're just kind of like, "This had no point." Um, and then I think every well, I don't know. Had you seen uh, Jack Ryan season two yet? Uh, no, I, I I think I remember. I remember. I think I talked about this during the supercast. Uh... I think I watched me and my wife. We watched the first episode, and I did not like how they portrayed the military. As far as yeah. like uh, this, you know, 
They they had in the first they had this this base out in like in Iraq or somewhere. And if anybody knows how those are set up, you could see it's flat for miles. Like you, so yeah. somebody can't just drive up with a with a uh, you know uh, one of those technical vehicles that have bombs on it, and that's it was, right. it was just I'm like oh, I don't know about this. So so yeah, yeah I did, it, so I didn't watch the rest of it. Yeah, it it's we liked the first season. It was it was good. It, I liked the second season again. It's it's a high pad one, but it's you know it's a Jack Ryan story. It's Get into a situation. Oh, that's the other thing that I watch. Um, fuck, I watch so much. If you like, if you like the first season, I think you're gonna like the second season. The problem I had with the second season is a lot of it takes place in Latin countries, and it's they don't fucking make the actors speak English. It's they all speak Spanish and have to go with subtitles. So you can't like just fucking watch this and be on your phone. Cause you have to read three quarters of the fucking show. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, come fucking on now. Like, seriously, like don't make me read if you, I don't have to. Um, but it was decent. It was, it was good enough. Um, you know, like I said, high paddle one, but I liked the first season too. Uh, I watched The Lost in Space Season 2. Yep, me too. And if you... I liked the first season, but mm-hmm. I had a problem with the fact that it was constant danger. Like, it wasn't just one thing that you had to get out of. It was like, you got into this thing, which led into another thing, which led into another thing, which led into another thing, yeah. which will all get resolved by the end of the episode instead of kind of dragging things out and making them season-long issues they did it again in this season and i had a problem with it but i still fucking i still had a good time watching the show um love the character development in it this year um again even if you have issues with these people should have learned their lesson by now they're still kind of stupid if we're gonna watch the flash for five six seasons and barry can't figure out how to deal with the team even though he's been leading the team you can give a season a second season show you know a little leeway with their bullshit and characters not learning so being that i still really enjoyed this the second season of lost in space give it a high padawan all the way through yeah, um, I think before the robot came back into the picture, it was yeah, it was it was one of those oh, you know oh we got to get the thing oh the lightning's hitting oh now that we're stuck here and yeah it's like oh no it's everything <laughs> everything can't always go wrong, uh, but yeah every, yeah the second half of season two uh, made it for me w- with it so r- really good special effects. Yeah. Um, but I thought the the whole point, if the title is lost in space, like they should be by themselves lost in space, right? That's they're with what you would think they're with like a thousand other people. So, <laughs> so it's not, we're just, you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, I also watched the first season of the Witcher, Me which, too. 
that you said, uh, I'm glad you said it time travels because I always had that in the back of my head that the story was kind of out of order, even though like it was super confusing and it wrapped it up at the end of the season where you knew where everything was, but Holy shit. That was a weird watch, man. That was, I, I get why people liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as a lot of people who were like, Oh my God, this is the fucking show. I'm like, eh. no, there's it, been better this year. It, it's yeah. Like you said, it's, it was good. Enjoyable. You know, they, you have to, I guess if you really love those characters, I mean, again, I said, you get whatever eight episodes of Henry Cavill doing Batman voice. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's how it is in a video game. I'm like, okay, well, then he did a great then. But yeah, you know, I, I don't. If that's how the character is written, and that's how he's supposed to act, and and you know, he's you know his his race is emotionless and things. Okay, I get it, I get it. So, but yeah, yeah, I I was super confused. I watched the first three episodes, and I had to go back and read you know, synopsis and reviews and I'm oh, okay, now I get it. And then after every episode I was reading the synopsis of that episode because, you know, I was okay, okay, they're gonna have three timelines and they're gonna converge at some point. So Yeah. Yeah. It was kinda it was it was thought and you said that too. You're like, oh read the recaps and everything and I was just like Man, I'm kinda doing I'm watching, you know, half paying attention to this while I'm working. In the first place, I'm not going to fucking read reviews. I'll just figure it out. And they did. They, at the end of the series, or at the end of the season, they tied it all fucking beautifully. And it was like, okay, I get it now. But man, that was it was not what I thought it would. I I, I think you could have done a singular straight through story, and it would have worked. Maybe I don't know, but. It was good enough. It was, you know, I'll, I'll watch season two when yeah. it comes out. It just, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't get the love, but I'm not a Witcher fan either, so I wasn't like, eh. Um, last thing I'm going to talk about that I watched was your recommendation and the fact that I got Apple TV Plus free for a year. I, I fucking watched the morning show with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Billy Crudup and. Mark Duplass and Steve Carell. Um, holy shit. What a fucking show. I was shocked. I know. And I don't know why it, it, it's gotten mixed reviews. I thought it was great. We both, me and yeah. my wife thought it was both great. It was, you know. It's... I mean, stellar acting performances across the fucking board. Like, seriously, everyone in that show fucking brought their a game because like i know i know um mark duplass from the league where he's you know straight up just a wise ass comedian kind of funny guy and god damn if he didn't bring it in this fucking in this series and jennifer aniston like the way her character like you went on a roller coaster ride with her character where there's moments where you fucking absolutely love her and you're behind her the whole way to Oh, fuck this cunt. Like, fuck her. Fuck her and her attitude. And then she fucking pulls you right back the other way. We Reese Witherspoon is the one person who's, like, kind of got 
Reese Witherspoon and Billy Crudup have the are the two characters that have the straightest line all the way through where you're with those two characters. Even if like Billy Crudup like at moments you're kind of like man, if he turns out to be an asshole, I'm going to ah, be pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but straight through they are who they say they are throughout the entire the t- entire season. So you're kind of like they're your moral compass while everyone else around them kind of you you go on these roller coaster rides of hating them and liking them. Even Steve Carell's character where you know you find out he gets fired because he gets caught up in the Me Too movement. And the entire time he's fighting it like you know, I never forced these women. I was I was just having an affair. So you're like, you kind of get on his side where you're like, man, it wasn't like he was using it to, you know, advancing these women's careers and everything else. And and you're just kind of like, the dude's just scumbag because he cheated on his wife. But later on in the show, you start to find out all this stuff and it, he becomes a scummier and scummy character. And the, the one character that fucking flipped me the fuck out was Martin Short's character when <laughs> Steve Carell's like like talking to him about how to revamp his image and, and you know this is what we're gonna do and then fuck it like, he's yeah, talking to Martin Short and like, he's yeah, like yeah you don't want to take this dude's advice yeah and you find out like Martin Short's like the world's biggest scumbag you're like oh my god what the hell it's so fucking good so well shot I like if this is Apple's foray, I, I am going to watch the other shows on Apple TV Plus now because yeah. I was so impressed with this show that I'm excited to watch these other shows. Like I told, I I got my wife on board because I was like, oh, you know, fucking Rachel from Friends is on this. You'll you know just give it a shot. If you don't like it, within Three episodes, fucking no big deal. Not you know, we're not paying for it. No big loss. Well, if we got done the season, we we watched about two episodes a night till we finished it. And episode ten came, and we finished, and we finished. I go, that's it till next season. Why flicks me? She goes, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, this is done until next season. She goes, no, it's not. I go, yeah, that was the last fucking episode of the season. She goes, you didn't tell me this. I'm like, I. It's right here, episode 10, season finale, the interview. And she's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she's yeah. like, when is this coming back? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I actually think my wife will keep Apple Plus to follow the second season of this show. It was so good. Like, and that, that's high praise coming from my wife. I fucking, I Jedi this entire series from episode one to episode 10. Fucking amazing. Yeah. So good. If you haven't watched it, I, I suggest to find a way. Fucking Jesus Christ, go out and buy yourself a new iPhone so you can get Apple TV Plus for a year. And fucking binge the shit out of this show. It is so good. I can't wait to watch For All Mankind now. I love, I'm stoked because yeah, of how get on that. Is. Get on that. Yeah. I, 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 finished, I just finished that one up. We are halfway through Servants. Um and so what's impressive about how the way they've done it you know when they launched their service versus something like dc universe having one show is i mean they have heavy hitting shows with good actors you know uh, all different kind of genre you know this one this one's a you know a drama and then you got 
you know, for all mankind's uh, kind of sci-fi and servants got a little bit of a little bit of a suspense to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna watch that sea with Momoa. You know, that's kind of like a quiet place, but with vision instead. You know. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm glad you finished it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, that's why when I watched it, I'm like, why is this getting lukewarm reaction? Because I th- I think this is great. Yeah, I I don't get it. I I really was. Every character, every character was interesting and again well acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's just a timely show, you know. You got, and then you have the uh, even had like the then you have the button that locks the door like Matt Lauer on the Today Show under the yes. desk. You know, it's like ooh, we got the Matt Lauer button. Oh yeah, it it was it was funny how they were bringing up like so much of the stuff. Like it was even meta. So like even so, Steve Carell gets fired, and everyone's kind of like kind of behind him. You know, every, like even at the station, everyone's kind of like, well, we don't want this to happen. But he got swept up in the bullshit and no one really thinks he's a scumbag. And, you know, everyone's kind of shocked. And Jennifer Aniston's like devastated because she, he's her partner on the show. And then there's kind of a little bit of a love triangle even if there's not really a love triangle there well yeah but but, the, but she super cares for him yeah but then and but like, then you get but then you get the story that you were learning that you know the upper management was maybe thinking about getting rid of her but then since right. he gets canned then the then the balance of power shifts to her and then they want to get her on on their side and kind of entice her it's a lot of it's, it's a lot, a lot of, studio politics like kind of behind the scenes studio politics but like it was so super funny and and irreverent too like when jennifer aniston sneaks out of her place and goes visit steve carell while he's got like you know she sneaks through his backyard and talks in his talk to him and like she's super pissed at him for getting caught and you know she's just giving him shit and she's like and they they ended off in a, like hugging each other, and she's like, she says, "I hate that you're such an asshole." And he goes, "Me too." And she looks at him and goes, "You shouldn't be saying that." I fucking died. Like it was such a funny moment where, like, you know, it, they sprinkled that throughout. It was like you almost don't realize how inappropriate appropriate it is. Uh, oh, fucking so good! I yeah, I don't get the I don't get the reviews on the show. I thought it was fucking amazing. People are out of their fucking minds for not liking this movie. Uh, like liking this show. I don't get it. Who? Honestly, when we heard Apple Plus TV, we all were like, "Yeah, what fucking ever? What fucking ever, man? I am sold after this one show." Fucking sold. Amazing. So good. Oh, by the way, David, that, that fandom wire is saying they're they are evaluating their sources about that Obi Wan oh, shirt. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck them. So that's all I got for shit I've watched. How about you, man? What what do you got? Alright, so a couple things you already talked about, uh, you know, Lost in Space and The Witcher. Um 
we 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 barreled through uh i found this uh working moms on netflix it's a mm-hmm. canadian series uh about working moms uh with their kids and uh really funny show i mean it it it's one of those that you know kind of like the first season is always it's that's uh, kind of funny and it really ramps up and it's really funny um so uh, if you're looking for for a comedy, they, they're like half hour episodes. I think there's 13 episodes a season or something. Uh, it's based out of Canada, and it's pretty funny. It's for for what it's worth. One of the moms, I'm like, I, I just saw something with her. I'm like, oh shit! It was that fucking banana splits movie that Shooty made me watch. <laughs> she was the, she was the mom. I'm like, oh, okay, that's her. So, oh. Uh, did you watch that Kevin Hart "Don't Fuck This Up" documentary? No, I did not. Yeah, you should that. you should watch that. It's it's really well done. Uh, again, it, it got into the Oscars thing. It got into his infidelity, and uh, I don't know if it's gonna make you if you like him. If you didn't like him, um, but it it really gives you an insight into. The dude's hard working. I'll give you that. Yeah. And he he wants to be a billionaire, and he wants to conquer various industries, kind of like what like Michael Jordan did. He wasn't just you know just just, just Air Jordans and things like that. So right. that um that is uh, it's funny. I think it was six seven episodes something like that. So that's cool. Um, me and my wife we. We, I'll say we started to watch. We watched like a half hour of that marriage story. on, mm-hmm. And we both looked at each other. I'm like, I'm bored. And she's like, good, because I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be amazing. People are saying it's the greatest thing ever. I don't know if it gets better, but we both are, were kind of on the same wavelength. I'm like, all right, I don't need to see that. Um, uh, uh, did you see – did you watch You – on Netflix season, no. season one. Okay. I I heard I heard it was good. I just it's one of those shows I never got around. To. Yeah, yeah. So we we and we loved season one and we watched season two and it's 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 even more crazy and it's just I don't want to give things away because it's better to 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 learn. But uh, it's not as good as the first season, but it's solid. And they've already picked it up for season three, so. You know, do what you will with that. Um, yeah. I watched uh, Messiah on Netflix. Oh, how's that? It is. It's good. I give it a high Padawan. It is. It's a. It's very methodical and mm-hmm. slow, but it's very interesting. And there's a couple of different storylines going on that basically get these people, uh, like the CIA, is investigating this man who is just gathering followers and there's a lot of questions that don't get answered, but it's kind of the mystery about it. You know, then he does something that is like, well, then he's got to be the Messiah, but still, you know, as many people as he gets to follow him and then more people say he's a phony and then there's evidence that shows he's a phony, but it's like, how, how would that have happened if he was a phony? So I think it's, it's really, the actor who's the messiah is just plays him beautifully and uh 
so that's yeah, I, it's it's a good watch. It's definitely a. I think it's I think it's something that uh, I think it's something you guys would would enjoy. Nice. Um, what else did I watch here? Um, we just started watching, and I I heard about this from Brian on Pop Culture Leftovers. Rami, the comedy on Hulu. I guess yeah. I guess he won a Golden Globe or something for comedy actor. Um, it, but anyway, it's about um, it's about a, a Muslim, um, you know, younger guy in in New York, and with him trying to follow the faith, but what happens in reality, and it's pretty funny, dude. And and the thing that's the other thing I like about it is it's kind of given me a backdoor into the Islamic culture on things yeah. I don't know about. So I'm learning about it, which I think is cool. Yeah, but it's it's funny. Great acting in it. Dude, the 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 the, the uncle, the uncle who goes off about uh, 9/11 and it's all the Jews and it's just he's just so he's super sexist, he's super anti-Semitic, but he's he's freaking funny as shit. It's just he works. He works. Uh, he, 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 in diamond, the diamond district, you know. Uh, he, yeah. And it's just, it's funny, funny, funny. So it's. I'm glad I. I'm. And I never heard about it before. And apparently, it was on last year. So it shows you how much Hulu is advertising stuff. Yeah. Um. And um. It's just a little. If if you're looking for something like to pick you up and to smile, and it's very lighthearted. Uh, on Disney Plus is Pick of the Litter. It's about how dogs become guide dogs for the blind. Ooh. And it is, they're like half hour episodes. And I think it's still going on. I think a new one comes out every Friday. But it, sh- it talks about, you know, the people who, who are, they call puppy raisers, who are the first ones to get it, who kind of get the dog off on the right foot. And then it goes into like formal training and, Will the dog make it? You know, uh, will it be "quote unquote" career changed? You know, right. uh, but I think it's I've, I think it's very interesting about how the process of how they do this and how they, you know, the the how they train these dogs and and how they get them in the hands of people in need. I think it's really really cool show. Um, yeah, I will check that out. That's and amazing. and then finally, I did see. 1917 in theater. Yes, and is it everything everyone is making it out to be? I don't think so. I think it's a very good film. Um, I don't think it's anything like I don't. I didn't feel anything super like Saving Private Ryan type stuff, you know, or right. Schindler's List or whatever. Um, the you know it's. The the one shot I don't want to say gimmick because that makes it sound I don't know, but you know the one shot thing I I I think that's interesting, but I but it really to me doing a whole movie like that it really limits the cool perspective shots and different things that you can do with a camera because you're always going forward or moving with the camera you know right right. Um, I mean, and I made a point. So, so I made a point of, I made a point of trying to find because they didn't do it in one cut. You know that 
right? Right. To find the thing. I, I think I counted 19. I may be one or two off, but I counted kind of 19. Okay, that's where they that's where they did the, the cut, you know, going through this black and then it coming out the other right. side type thing. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, I would give it, I'd give it a solid Padawan. I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it's best picture material that they're talking about. Uh, you know, the, the, I mean, the acting wasn't like superb. Uh, it was a good drama. Um, I, I almost, I almost wouldn't even call it a war movie, you know, because it's, it's more or less mm. following these couple guys on this mission into no man's land uh, and trying to get a message to the front lines uh, uh, to uh, because they're going into an ambush, you know? So anyway, but, but beautiful again, um, set design, the, all the, the trenches that they, they made, apparently they made like 5,000 feet of trenches Mm-hmm. That I mean, that was all cool. A lot of practice, you know, a lot of practical stuff in there. Beautiful sets, lighting. Um, I mean, even the stuff they did, the realism of like, if, you know, if, if somebody somebody dies, you know, and and you see them five minutes later, and you know, their the blood is all out of their face, you know, and they're turning white, kind of thing. Just yeah. things, attention to detail. So. Um, so yeah, that's I give I give it a Padawan. I don't I don't think it's uh I don't think it's uh the the, the best war movie you've ever seen in your life by any by a long shot. Yeah. So huh, that, that's interesting. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I uh I kind of fucked up. So I well, I fucked up on two fronts. I, I forgot to talk about another show that I watched, um that I I don't know how I got so fucking involved in it or or cared about it because it is dumb as fuck. But I got sucked in um the circle on Netflix. Oh, the, I was thinking about I was thinking about starting that. I don't know if Gina, I don't know if Gina would like it or not. I don't know if Gina would like it. I, to be honest, it's kind of it's it's phony as fuck. If you if you dislike the social media generation, yes, which I do, you're not going to find much to be redeemed about it. Except it's, it's, it's like Big Brother. Yes. Oh no, 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 no. It, we won't like it then. No. So she won't it like it, for kinda, sure. it sucked me in in a weird way because, like, if I, I. I saw Paul Hart posted about how much he liked it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll give it a shot. And I watched the first episode and I'm like, fuck these people. I hate them. I hate all, like there's a couple people in the house or in the building where I'm kind of like, okay, they're at least themselves and they're genuine and shit like that. But for the most part, like, I'm just kind of like, oh, these people are all like the stereotypical fucking social media douches that I don't like in the first place. But something happens, man. It fucking draws you in. And you start sitting there. You you sit there and you realize how like 
how phony people can be. And like, cause there's like moments where you see them going, Oh, gross gag. And then they're like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, whatever. And, and you're just kind of like, but you see that they're playing the game and how they're playing it. Mm-hmm. And the one towards the end, there's a person who comes on who is like, is me looking at it from the outside almost like they're just like, Oh, that person is fake as fuck. Oh, they're so lying. Oh, all this mushy shit is bullshit, but he's still playing the game. And he's kind of like, he's like, Oh yeah, I feel bad for you or whatever. You know, you go girl. And it, but the entire time is like, Oh, these fucking people like it. It's kind of funny, but then you find yourself, rooting for certain people you're like okay i like this dude that i thought was a complete douche in the beginning but i kind of like him because even though he came off as douchey he's one of the realer people like he's never wavered from who he is and you can kind of tell he means everything he says and you're just kind of like what the fuck i didn't think i would like him but i end up liking him and then there's other people you think, oh, they're playing the game and I'm, I'm going to get behind them. And you're kind of like, oh, I hope they don't fucking win. I found myself weirdly transfixed by this fucking show. I really like the show. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Hmm. I should hate everything about this show. Hmm. I, I fucking, they even have a spot where they're like, the people get voted on and ranked on and they're considered influencers. I'm like, oh, fuck you. You fuck you, you fucking show and your fucking influencers. At the end, I'm like, that dude should be the influencer. Like, I I was fucking so into it. Amazing. Fucking high paddle on the show. Honestly, if you're you're working and you kind of want background noise and you just don't care enough to, like, invest time into it, it's a great show to have on in the background and kind of, like, get into if you're looking for a show that you're just going to sit there and watch and pay attention to this show will drive you crazy. You'll be like, fuck this show. Fuck it. Fuck it. And it's ass, but it's a great background show. It's really kind of perfect. And you find yourself into it. It, it, it. It's a perfect, I don't need to be into a show right now to watch it. Right. Kind of thing. So, yeah, I high paddle on the circle. I don't mm. know why. Mm-hmm. I, I it's fucking. I, oh I shouldn't, but yeah, it's it was it was a good time, man. Um, but the other thing I fucked up on is when I got my new phone, I forgot to fucking transfer over my shit for Survey Monkey, so I don't have the results to the fucking carpool. Yeah, I gotta fucking I gotta download that and That's I'll fine. and I'll we'll catch up on it next episode i just i fucking totally spaced like halfway through a recording i'm like oh shit i forgot i don't have that on my yeah. phone anymore so I'll, I'll get that downloaded and get that back but that's that's basically all i got man i i am fucking tapped for shit i've watched now which that list was fucking huge holy shit i know man yeah it's a <laughs> lot of shit yeah yeah we got, yeah, but, uh, got, got. I mean, shit. You got uh, Picard starting next yeah. week. Curb your enthusiasm is starting on uh, season ten on Sunday. Um, yeah, man, it's some good stuff coming here this month. 
You got the CW yeah. shows coming back. Yeah, it's all fucking. It's all good right now. Like it, it's. There's the a fucking. Do you see the fucking? The, uh, they just popped up on Netflix. The uh, Aaron Hernandez documentary. I did see that. I almost watched that, but like, I'm so powering through this. Oh, excuse me, the Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus. Like, I want to be done Rebels by the time they drop the next season of Clone yeah. Wars. And, yeah. like, I want to be caught up on everything as much as possible. I'm, like, I'm on this really super weird fucking, not weird. I, I'm a fucking huge Star Wars fan, but, like, I'm I'm into it right now. I just, yeah. so my wife got me a $100 Amazon card for Christmas because she couldn't figure out what I liked. Like, I'm like, the fuck? How do you not like know what toys to get me? But whatever. That's she's like, here's a card, buy your own toys. So I got the Hulk statue that I put on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Fucking I love that Hulk statue. I'm like, my wife should have known that. But that was that was whatever. So I'm like, now I'm kind of waiting for the baby Yoda stuff to hit because once the baby Yoda stuff hits, I'm buying it. Oh dude, Except- and I just and I just read I just read a story uh at this marathon of a dinner i was at because i was i had to keep you know until food came but uh that uh, disney is like going all over etsy and fucking shutting people down you know people who people made like you know baby yoda like plushies baby yoda oven they they are coming down hard oh i bet i'm not surprised in the least bit because i i'll tell you once it once that shit drops like i know i'm getting the funko baby yoda like i'm getting the Funko of the Mandalorian. I'm, I'm going to get certain <laughs> shit. But, like, I was talking to Joe Stark the other day because I was telling him I've just finished Clone Wars and that I was starting Rebels up again. And we we kind of got into the – he was like, oh, I love Thrawn. I'm like, oh, dude, you need to read the book, you know, Timothy Zahn's new book of Thrawn that came out a few years ago. If you love that character, you'll love this series. Like, oh, I read the comic and the miniseries, and apparently, like, that is based off the book anyways. So then we were starting to talk about it, and I was like, I knew that there was a sequel coming out to that book, and apparently there's two sequels. So I was fucking, like, me and him are going back and forth on this, and I'm like, oh, my God. Fuck it. I'm going on vacation soon. I want those books to read. So I spent a good another chunk of my Amazon card. I'm getting the next two Thrawn books. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going a little Star Wars crazy right now for whatever reason, like more so than normal, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's about all I got. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will do, we will, let's, we'll, We'll do some best of 2019 next one, next show. Yeah. Right? We think about it and all that. So Yeah, yeah, I definitely got to gotta get my head wrapped around, especially with, like, a lot of these shows that I watched were 2020. But they came out in 2019, so I got some, I got some considering to do. Like, I'm, I'm kind of in a fucking rock and a hard place that I got caught up on all these movies and shows because now it makes my decisions a lot harder yeah fuck fuck all right well you guys know where to find us on facebook vintage geeks 
vintage at vintage underscore geeks on Twitter, fucking all that shit. You know where where we are. And until next time, man, watch your shit. Let us know what you think. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. Rate us. Do all that good shit. Yes, do it. Do it. In the end, there was only one. A single black infinitude. Then the infinitude found release. And finally, the darkness broke. Filling it with life. With the multiverse. Every existence multiplied by possibility. And spread out before space and time in infinite measure. Civilizations rose and fell. And rose again across reality's grasping expanse. Life, a precious gift, persevering in the face of every obstacle. Finally, the age of heroes was born.